Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband, Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family, because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Cornwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I have a dear friend, Lauren Strohofer here with me today. And she is the owner of a nutrition club in downtown Raleigh called Blend Raleigh. So if you haven't heard of it, check it out. Um, she's going to be talking to us about nutrition. And we're hoping these, this will be beneficial to anyone listening, moms, dads, singles, young, old, people who are thinking about New Year's resolutions or not, just want to be healthy in the current um, state of our country that we're in. And so I'm going to ask Lauren some questions because she's the expert today. So Lauren, tell us a little bit more about you before I jump into some questions. Yeah. So I was um, in that same boat. I was someone that was looking for a change. Just, you know, it kind of feels like suddenly one minute you don't have to worry about nutrition because you're an athletic kid and then you're not. <laughs> and so it kind of snuck up on me and I was working in corporate America and I didn't know where to start. And I watched a friend lose 12 pounds in three weeks. And I'm like, okay, whatever you're doing, I want to try it. And so that's how I got introduced to the company that I work for now is, is Herbalife. And so I started using the products and I plugged into a weight loss challenge and I dropped 17 pounds in seven weeks, 23 overall. And I've kept it off for, gosh, it's going to be nine years now. And so it's been really easy to maintain. And then going through that process, I was able to help other people do the same thing. And that turned into a business for me. That's amazing. Cause I think your testimony is what helps people believe it's real and that you can do it. And then I've known you for years now and I've seen the results that have just stayed for you, which is awesome. So I, I hope that's encouraging to people. And then to know that you have an actual brick and mortar facility that they can come. And I remember coming and getting, you know, yummy smoothies there and then doing Zumba class at one time. We, we did that together, which was really fun. So I hope that this is helpful for people that are in this season of life that want some help. So my first question, we're in a brand new year, um, a month in at this point, what do you recommend to your, your clients and the people that you coach and work with to make nutrition a priority? So good question, because the way that I work with the clients versus my personal feelings, it, it kind of coincides that you just have to decide because I can't convince anyone to do anything. And so I'm not here to convince anyone. And I just let everyone know that if you want to work with me, no problem, doors always open before you have to make a, a strong decision. No problem. Just come see me, have a shake now and then see what you think, make sure you like the way they taste. But it's beyond that, if they don't decide on their own, that this is a decision, this is, this is happening, then I can't help. Nobody can help. Like, that's what I say to any, anyone, even my new coaches that are like, what do we do? Like, it's, you can't decide for someone else. They have to decide on their own to say, okay, I'm ready for a change. And when you're ready, you're ready. And you're, you're willing to, you know, put the pedal to the metal and really give it a go. So that would be my first recommendation. Definitely make a decision. And then in making that decision, pick something fun, make something intriguing, keep it exciting. Don't get stuck in a rut. I think that's a big um, problem for a lot of people to get bored easily. I'm, I'm definitely that, but have goals and not just results goals goals in the activity so if you decide like okay i'm gonna i don't know quit eating chips for the next 30 days reward yourself in something that does not involve food 
and maybe something like new workout pants or something that excites you, something you have your eye on, or having nothing to do with fitness. I'm gonna treat myself to a mani-pedi. Just having that little goal at the ends can make a big difference too. Early on and right after college, I was a personal trainer and I remember thinking, I want this more than some of my clients wanted it. And that's mm -hmm. really hard to motivate someone who isn't in, have the motivation themselves. And they may right. try and get an, on and off the bandwagon but it's like when you have that point where i'm gonna do this and then you you'll do it you make the sacrifice you've got to want it more than your personal trainer more than your coach more than your spouse your kids like you've got to want it um and i think that helps a ton but like you said even you know choose think of it around the activity um things that you like or enjoy things that motivate you not just what everybody else is doing try to think what works for you. So I think that's really helpful and wise. So what are some simple things that people can add to their daily routine when they're thinking about health, nutrition, to feel better about themselves? Okay, so some simple things people can do. Uh, number one, like I said, like the uh, quit chips for 30 days, you know, that's, I, I speak to that because that's me. I'm a, I'm a chipaholic. And it's not like chips and like potato chips and junk food necessarily. I love a tortilla chip and, and whatever is on the chip is coming to me. So I, I just say evaluate something in your life that needs to change. Do you need to drink more water? Let's focus on that for the next 30 days. Do you need to give up eating at midnight? Focus on that for the next 30 days. So just pick these little things in your life that you know you shouldn't be doing and just focus on that one little thing. You know, you can start small, that's totally fine. And just making that one small change, you might see crazy awesome results. They're like, wow, I can't believe just stop drinking soda changed my sleep habits, changed my digestion, changed my hunger control, changed my attitude. Like it's wild how much one little thing can change so much. So I just say pick something simple and uh, evaluate what needs to change and start there. I love it. Our church just did 21 days of prayer and fasting and I opted not to do the fasting part, but um, I hope Jed's not listening to this, but I opted out of complaining for 21 days, which is not easy. And I told, I didn't tell him what I was doing because I'm hoping at the end of the 21 days, he can tell me what I fasted from. I'm fearful <laughs> he will not know. But just like that, it, it has been such a mind change for me of just like when that complaining words start to come out of my mouth to stop them and say, think of it differently or pray or whatever. I think it's similar with these tips you're saying, like just implement something for 30 mm -hmm. days, like you said, mm -hmm and see how that habit changes your life to where you're like, I wanna try something else. That wasn't that difficult and I really like how I feel as a result. I'm already experiencing that with my 21 days of trying not to complain, how it's just changed my mindset and how I'm interacting with my kids and with Jed and people. So I love that idea, it's so good. I love that idea, that's great. Sometimes it doesn't need to be a nutrition-based change. Right. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that. Exactly. But it gets you into the mindset of, you know, disciplining your mind or your body into a habit that you can do forever. Like I want this to yes. be a forever thing, not a just 21 day thing. But after 21 days, I've gotten into the habit of catching myself when that negative thought comes. So that's awesome. How about prioritizing nutrition in your life in general? How have you done that? How do you recommend that to the people you're coaching? So I think I have, you know, I'm a little bit biased. I, but it was accidental. I accidentally chose a, uh, a career 
that keeps it on the forefront of my mind. And I'm so thankful for that because it was not on the forefront of my mind prior to joining Herbalife as a business. It was, it started coming into my head that I wanted to feel better. I wanted to get back into shape. I wanted to be able to not get winded walking up a hill. I mean, it was crazy how much I let my cardiovascular health um, kind of drift off. You think like, oh, you know, I wasn't even barely 30 and I don't, I, you know, I, I know what I need to do, but I don't care. And it was just a vicious cycle of every day, a little bit of a bad habit that came to the head. And I was like, oh my gosh, my clothes don't fit. I have to do something. And so getting into Herbalife, it really kept everything on the forefront of my mind. And I realized that, yes, I am an example of, of what the products can do, but I'm so glad for that because what if it wasn't on the forefront of my mind? It's hard. We're busy. We got things going on. People have kids and jobs and now we're work from home and COVID and all this stuff. So I'm super thankful that I have a product that can keep me in line fairly simply to put it, put it that way. It just keeps me on track and it's easy to do. That's awesome. So what about somebody who's not in the nutrition full-time, you know, that background, um, you know, they're not a personal trainer, they're not in a gym. What do you say to them for how, how does the average person prioritize nutrition when it's not? Yeah. I think it goes back to what we were saying to begin with, make a decision. And then there are steps along the way that you can take to solidify that decision. And it's going to be, some are going to be drastic, some are not. But if we are, you know, stuck at home right now, or maybe it's not stuck, but maybe you are now asked to work from home. Um, and there might be other people in that home at the same time. Get them on board. Make, get everyone in your household on board. It makes a huge huge difference that if everyone's like, okay, we're on the same path. This is what we're doing. Now you have permission to ditch all the junk in the pantry. Now you have permission from the family to start doing healthy things. And it doesn't have to be boring, gross vegetables all the time. If that's what they feel like about them, you know, you can make healthy decisions together. You can go on a walk together. You can do other things. And even if you're by yourself and no one is ripping on you for doing something wrong, I still recommend have an accountability partner and that will help because you don't want to tell your accountability partner what you might have just eaten or what you didn't do for exercise that morning. Um, join a group or a challenge of some sort. Just having that little tinge in the back of your head, like, nope, I have, I have a goal. Nope, I, I don't want to do that. It'll make a big difference. You know, I was, I turned 40 last year and, or two years ago now, I'll be 42 this year. And I had a dress and that dress was going to fit. <laughs> and I wanted to fit in that dress. So for, you know, six months prior, I'm like, nope, dress. Got, it fits and it's going to stay fitting. So nope, the dress. So, and everyone was like, yeah, dress, we get it. No problem. And nobody's peer pressuring me to do anything that, and that's hard. You know, you go out to eat with friends or you have a little small gathering or a house party or, you know, significant other, just maybe you're having cocktails at home that can all add up. So I'm not saying don't do any of those things at all. I say enjoy and live life. Just do it in moderation. When I loved one of my friends that was on the podcast said, why would you sabotage like your whole health and wellness over like one holiday when we were talking over Christmas or over Thanksgiving? It's like, don't sabotage everything you do all year long for one birthday or one vacation or one Christmas, it's not worth it. Like mm -hmm. it really isn't all the, you know, the habits that you're trying to instill and working towards 
health, not being miserable, right. but why would you just totally um, obliterate it? And you might think you're enjoying it at that time, but yeah. one second after this holiday is over, you're like, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. And it doesn't have to happen like that. I lost all of my weight originally in, in my beginning of my weight loss journey through Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I can debunk everyone's idea of, oh, I'm going to gain 10 pounds during the holidays. And that's not true. You don't have to. And I still went for it. I ate Thanksgiving. I just didn't have two Thanksgivings on Thanksgiving. I had one plate of food and I had one dessert. And for Christmas, same thing. I indulged. The one other thing that I was going to share too is just knowing that your, your kids, your spouse, they're all listening, watching, observing all of this too. And so I love the idea that you said just having them on board with you. So you're not alone. I, I, I think that's so hard to try and go at this by yourself when you're surrounded by other people who are not. That doesn't mean you cut off friends that aren't in your same thought process about nutrition, but if we're all home more than we usually are, eating meals at home more often, exercising at home, why not incorporate the family to make it easier to stay on track and then it to become a family habit and goal versus you individually. Everyone else is eating pizza and you are sitting there having you know, spinach salad. Why not incorporate the two together and, and show and teach about what makes you feel fueled and healthy and vibrant. So exactly, exactly. I had clients that would say, Oh, but I have to have, I don't know, the cheese doodles for the kids. I'm like, why do the kids need that? Well, I didn't have cheese doodles at home and I was not deprived. Don't get me wrong. I had a Dorito, you know, like we, we had some junk food, but it wasn't, I don't remember having this like huge stash of junk food in the cupboard that I could just graze on all the time. We had after school snacks, but it was like a small, healthy meal like it was like real food not chips and junk food and so if you think you don't need it like oh i wish i could get rid of this junk food in my house your kids definitely don't need it they don't need that in their life at all switch it out give them some healthier options and they are mimicking what you do so if you are eating healthy and show that this is the way to do it then they're going to follow your lead. Yes, other influences will come into their lives but they can have the chips and doritos at the sleepover some other time at home cut it out, like ditch it, just get rid of it. Cause then the temptation's gone and it makes it so much easier. I love that. That's what we do at our house. It's like, I know they're going to get exposed to lots of other foods and, and I want them to be able to have that in moderation. So in our home, just don't have it because the moderation is outside of our home. Right. The cupcakes at every birthday, you know, that they have and pizza at every, you know, event. So it's like at home, limit those things and mm -hmm. be creative about snacks. Gosh, there's so many good ones out there that you can make fun that are healthy. But again, if I'm over here eating Doritos and they're want, you know, I'm telling them to eat carrots and hummus, they're going to be right. annoyed. So fair in that for sure. So what are the biggest obstacles to overcoming bad habits associated with nutrition? I think just saying no, you know, say no to it. Like check yourself. Is this a need or a want? Am I really hungry or am I just bored and snacky? Or I, I procrastinate snack. <laughs> so it's like, I'll have a snack and then I'll do this thing. I don't feel like really doing like cut it out. Drink a glass of water, check in on yourself for a second. Am I really hungry or not? And if you're hungry, eat real food. And if you're not, get a grip. You're strong. You can do this. Again, get the family on board. Get it out of the house. Oh, my gosh. If there's junk food in the house, guess what's happening? I'm like, well, it's sitting there. I want a snacky thing. If it's not there, then I'm going to make a better option. 
Um, when we're hungry, we don't think like your brain's not going, I want broccoli and cauliflower. <laughs> if you wait till you're starving and then try to eat something, you're going to get whatever is fastest. And typically that means it's not the healthiest potentially. So just get rid of it, get it out of the house. Um, and like we said, get the family on board. I think that's an awesome way to get just if, you, if you're around people with the same ideas and goals, it's so much easier to stay on track. Yeah. And like you were saying, like you like chips. So an alternative to that in our home is plantain chips. And I feel no guilt eating those. My kids love them. And, you know, we can still see what it came from. It came from a plantain versus this doesn't even look like a, you know, a potato anymore. Right. Or whatever. So I think that's things you can do are like salt and vinegar almonds. If you like salt and vinegar chips, these are amazing because they've got the salt and vinegar flavor, but it's on an almond. Um, my kids right. love those. Again, being creative and other options that are still super yummy. I mean, even like chocolate. Our kids have chocolate every single day, but they have they love dark chocolate because that's mm -hmm. what they call me eating. Right. And they say, Can I have yours? And so instead of giving bringing home junk chocolate for them and I'm eating the good chocolate, you know, we like you said, they're watching us. And so they want what we are having. I think that can work um, in our favor, too. And that's really interesting, too. You brought up a, uh, something that, it, you know, you probably have a square of chocolate after a meal, if I had to guess. And you can limit that and have that chocolate bar last a week or two, mm -hmm. I could do the same thing. I just need one little square after a meal, after dinner, not, not every meal, just once a day probably. And, I, and I'm like, good to go. Not everybody is like that. So I don't recommend like get chocolate bars in the house because if you are not someone who can stop after one little square, ditch it. Don't even have it in the house. If you know you can't handle it and you're going to want to eat the whole chocolate bar, don't have it. It's too much. And it's not nice to yourself. That's good. I tried to get as dark as I possibly could handle, you know, to limit the amount of sugar in it. And then I got to where I was like, I don't even like this anymore because it's so bitter. And so right. I moved it back down. So I got the percentage that I think is still yummy, but still considered, you know, dark. And then it's still a treat because if I, you can go so far that it's like, I don't even like this anymore. And then you're you're looking for other things to satiate you because you're not getting satiated from your food. So you wanna find things that are yummy, but there are just some yummy things that are more whole food related, not as processed. So I would just encourage people to reach out to Lauren, reach out to friends that consider health a priority and just ask them, what are some go-to snacks for you in your house, for your kids, um, go-to desserts for your family, meals? Because all those things can help you start thinking outside of the box maybe you're stuck in of like, I have to do peanut butter and jelly for my kids. And it's like, no, that's a treat for my kids. We don't do peanut butter and jelly unless it's a treat. Because I want them to you know, experience adult food and not just kid food. So those are just some thoughts, ideas. I definitely don't have this mastered, but I love it and I'm passionate about it because I really want my kids to value it for their just well-being overall. So next question for you, where do you suggest people to start? They say today, I've listened to you, Lauren, you've motivated me to make this decision. I want to do it. Where do they start? Well, of course, I'm a little biased. Come by blend. <laughs> Come have a shake. Come have an energy drink and see that good nutrition can literally taste like a healthy milkshake and um, a yummy energy tea. And you will be shocked how good you can feel. Um, and so of course I say, you know, come by, check it out, have a shake, see what that's like and see how you feel. We recommend people come three days in a row and even the kids, it's, it's safe for the kids too. The shakes are perfectly healthy. They're perfect healthy meals with 
high protein, protein, high fiber, low sodium, low sugar, and it, it tastes like dessert. And so that's typically my dessert. I feel like I have my milkshakes for breakfast every day, so I don't even need dessert anymore. But if you really want to just crack down and maybe read some literature about it, I love this book. It's super simple. It's called um, Eat, Move, Sleep. And forgive me, I forget who it's written by. But it really puts it in very simple layman's terms for us to understand some super basic ideas about nutrition. And it's not just nutrition, but it's also moving, physical movement. And I don't think people give sleep enough credit and how important it is. And um, this book really lays out what you can do in a very simple way um, to improve your life through good nutrition, good exercise, and sleep. Awesome. Eat, move, sleep. So maybe grab that book, start reading mm -hmm. that, and then come check out Blend, connect mm -hmm. with you directly because you could be their coach and get them started. So those are all Absolutely. Really yes. And then why do you, why do so many people have success and then fall back? You don't have that story, but so many people, that's their story. They lose lots of weight or they get healthy, feeling great, and then they go right back to where they were. Why? Mm -hmm. I think it's a number of things. I think they've gotten bored with whatever path that they've chosen. And not to say that it was wrong. It was great. It worked. But if you're losing motivation in whatever that is, whether it is like, oh, I decided to run a half marathon after you did it. Do you want to do it again? And maybe you, you don't know where to start or just finding something new that motivates you to get moving. Um, same thing with the food that you're eating. If you had awesome weight loss results with by eating chicken and broccoli every day, I'm sure eventually you were going to get tired of the chicken and broccoli and be like, that's it. I can't take it anymore. And you're going to snap and you're going to want some kind of juicy cheeseburger, which burgers aren't necessarily awful. I can make them healthy too. But, you know, just falling off the deep end and being like, forget it, I'm done. And just throwing in the towel altogether. So don't do that, you know? keep it new, keep it fresh, pick different things. Um, I also think it's a lack of support. You know, like you said, Ashley, it's really hard to do it on your own. So if you have a personal trainer, you have a wellness coach, or you have friends that are just on the same boat, that can make the difference completely. You know, if you're around friends that after dinner, they're like, hey, you want to go for a walk? Versus if you're around friends or family that after dinner, they say, hey, you want another piece of cake, you're going to get different results over time. So who are you around the most? And um, maybe you can help each other get healthy together. And I think having an end goal is definitely important. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a results goal. It can just be an activity that you've completed goal. Um, I used to joke that I didn't want to run unless there was a t-shirt and a medal at the, <laughs> at the end. So I, I that's what I did. I just joined, joined race after race after race after race, you know, 5K, 10K, 8K. Then I actually did work up my way to half marathons. And so that kept me motivated because it was exciting. There was an event day and there was a celebration. And so that really helped me. When I would say like, you should make it creative and different and new and keep that change happening. Um, you know, with COVID, I, I hate running. And all of a sudden I started jogging with the baby in my, in my stroller. And I was like, I really like this. Mm -hmm. I like being outside. I like being with her. And then I liked listening to podcasts. I didn't realize it. And so now this activity that I thought I hated, I implemented it and I started loving it. So just changing up your routine can help a ton. Now I teach group fitness because I get a ton of accountability from teaching a group fitness class. So I love doing that. But for me, that's really helpful to be with other people too. That's my accountability, showing up to a class and doing the class with other people. But like you said, like 
just thinking outside of your normal box of this is what I've always done for exercise, or this is what I've always eaten when I've been trying to watch what I'm eating and find other things, like you said, so it doesn't get boring or discouraged that these aren't giving me the same results anymore. Right. And I love Google and Pinterest for those, um, you know, Google healthy meals and stuff. Just be careful. A lot of times on Pinterest, people are just post whatever they want, wherever they want sometimes, and it may not be the healthiest meal. So just pay attention to what's in it and really check the nutrition value of, of whatever the meal is that you're making. And I would add, just like you were saying, you know, you can make a healthy cheeseburger. I mean, we mm -hmm. have burgers here at our house a lot, yeah. but it's different than what you get at some restaurants. So just totally. being mindful of that. And we do pizza a lot here, but it's ones we make that have a different crust and you know, all those things. So it's not like you're eliminating all dessert and things you love. It's just tweaking and it can be small mm -hmm. tweaks over time to where your kids actually like them. Mm -hmm. I mean, at first they might not. So you've got to do it maybe a slower implement implementing it. But um, I, tried these they look like french fries but they were like parsnips and carrots and i wish i had a success story but ellie like literally almost vomited out of her mouth she's like <laughs> never ever 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 eat that again our rule of thumb is you don't have to like it but you do have to try it and we try it a couple of times and and then eating it in front of them because if i'm asking them to eat something i need to be as well. But those were just some thoughts. That's great. But I love that, you know, you're in control of what goes into the ingredients, you know, when you make it. And so if you're having healthy burgers, you maybe you're ditching the mayonnaise, which you don't even taste. And sometimes you can ditch the cheese, which you don't even taste and just get a really good quality burger and add toppings. Like, you know, we don't, it, maybe they don't seem like vegetables, but they are, you know, put those healthy tomatoes, put some healthy onions, put your healthy lettuce, do a different bun or no bun, have mm -hmm. fun with it. There's lots of options, but you're in control. So when you make your own recipes, you don't have to be to feel deprived at all. I don't feel deprived at all. I live, which is great. Herbalife made that very easy because I was doing so good with my shakes and my vitamins that it made my meal not have to be as crazy strict as it might seem. And in time, I just ended up making better decisions overall anyway. That's awesome. So I have two questions before we wrap up. If you could implement one thing into a busy life, what would you suggest? One thing. Plan ahead. Plan ahead. You cannot whip up something on a whim that might be as healthy as if you just simply planned ahead. Get your veggies chopped. Know what your snacks are going to be. Again, with my shakes, I don't even have to think for one second. I know what breakfast is every single day. Easy peasy. Um, and as long as I have, I know what my two snacks are and a dinner can actually be, I only have to pick like three dinners because it'll last me longer. Um, I'm not afraid to leftovers. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it just makes it so much easier. Plan ahead. That's such a good one. I love it. So my last question, have you seen a shift in nutrition since COVID? I'm going to say, I guess, yes, uh, especially when COVID hit. Um, so I, I used to own an, another nutrition club called, called Nourish Raleigh, um, and we opened that about nine years ago. And so when COVID hit, I think we all had no idea what to expect, including me. And I learned that they won't close the restaurants entirely to take the pressure off of the grocery stores. And I was like, oh, okay, great. I can stay open, you know, changed all of our procedures so people can have a, a easy contactless way to come get a healthy meal on the go. And so I was just like, well, 
I'm going to be here if anyone wants to come. That'd be great. And month after month after month after month, we saw record numbers every single month from April, May, June, July. It was insane. And now do I attribute that to people wanting to be healthy? Sort of. I think it woke us up a little bit, but I also think it was like, okay, I got to get out of this house and I don't want something that's bad for me. So this gives me an opportunity to go try something new that we haven't been able to in the past. And they kept coming. They could call in. It's quick. It's healthy. It's tasty. Um, and it was safe. It was a happy environment. So they could still come in the door, hear the music. So overall, in general, I, I can't speak to anything beyond my doors. But we saw record numbers, which then I opened a second nutrition club because I'm like, well, people want healthy fast food on the go. Let's do it. And I think the um, healthy options that are offered in all of these, like, I don't want to, and it's not necessarily fast food, but easier takeout options, I think are seeing upticks because people are wanting, I'm going to say a healthy salad, which don't get me wrong. Salads can sometimes be my most caloric meal if you're not paying attention. But I think people are geared towards those types of fast food a little bit more. Um, and coming to the nutrition clubs and just getting healthy fast food rather than than not. That's awesome. I love that people chose health even in the midst of the pandemic. So that's great. Well, thanks for your time, Lauren. I would love, I would talk with you for hours, but um, I think this is helpful tools for people to consider. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? I guess over social media is great. You can go to the Blend Raleigh Facebook page, um, or you can go to Instagram. Um, it's just Instagram is blend underscore Raleigh. And um, I run that Instagram page. So as long as you just shoot me a message there, you can mention this podcast, I'll know what you're talking about. And I'm happy to help in any way I can. Awesome. Well, it's cool to see you, Lauren. Thank you for watching. If you have questions, reach out. Um, but we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. Appreciate it. See you. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home where it all begins.